Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show. I'm joined by three extremely talented employees of the Phoenix Police Department, Sergeant Ernesto Rocha, Detective Lorenzo Ortiz, and Detective Erica Johnson. Thank you all for being here today, and I want to tell the audience why we wanted you guys to be here. I went through a training. It was called CIT Training, Crisis Intervention Team. Um, oftentimes in training, you just kind of sit there. But in this training, it was fully engaging, but it was taught by extremely talented instructors. And Lorenzo, I'm just going to put you on the spot right now. You taught a segment, and I really didn't pay attention to everything you said because I (laughs) constantly was thinking, this guy is passionate about his craft, knowledgeable about his skill, and really enjoys being in front of the classroom. Have other people told you that you're a very, very talented instructor? I've had people tell me that they, they enjoyed the classes that I put on and, and that it uh, it was very well received by a lot of groups. Yeah, that was a very humble answer. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure we didn't take the opportunity or miss the opportunity to to congratulate you and thank you for the, the manner in which you present. Um, Ernesto, you and I have worked uh, around each other, but not directly with each other. When I saw that you were the leader of the... Uh, and I'll let you talk about what the CIT squad is. Uh, it, it made perfect sense based on where you worked. Did you ever see yourself doing this after you joined the police department? And can you talk a little bit about what this is, the CIT folks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got hired back in 07, and I had the privilege to attend the class that you just mentioned a minute ago uh, early in my career. And I found out that that was really a good foundation of an officer's career. And what I mean by that is I believe that you build some really strong skills of communicating with many people that we are going to often interact. Uh, in a lot, in our field, we tend to deal with a lot of people in crisis. And I think this really had benefited me uh, in my career um, as I progressed up the ranks. Um, I had the opportunity to work our downtown operations unit uh, for about approximately about four years, 2013 to about 2016. And I really flourished and blossomed of learning the craft of talking to people, the mentally unstable folks that we often dealt with in the, uh, I would say, downtown corridor, just because that's the, a lot of the population that we often interacted with. Um, and as I Progress. I just had a thing for wanting to help others, understanding the psychological side, psychological side of uh, interacting with some people. And when the opportunity came that there was going to be an opening, I end, ended up jumping on the opportunity because I knew that I was going to be working with, with very skilled and talented folks that were already um, established within the, the unit. And uh, it's been a privilege ever since. And I, I enjoy every day that I come to work with great detectives that know how to do the uh, the job really well. We always talk about the Phoenix Police Department offers so many opportunities, so many different aspects and fields within the department. Uh, when I was a patrol supervisor, there's a lot of things, and patrol officers can do an amazing amount of, of things. But then there's there were some times that we'd go out on something, particularly in this case, someone who needs a level of help that maybe uh, I or my team was not able to provide. So uh, folks with your training, your skill set, your team's experience come in, and they and they take over. 
What's the look of relief from a lot of people's face when you guys get there, when your team gets there and says, hey, we can take it from here? Uh, is it great appreciation and thank you and they want to learn more about what you guys do? Because there's a certain mysticism kind of what you do. There is. Um, and this is a really rewarding position, I think, that we hold. And back to what you're saying, when we do respond to critical incidents or any type of barricade or anything that would be in a crisis mode, when patrol is initially starting a negotiations type of call for service, um, us responding and knowing the type of support that we're going to be providing is a big relief to the patrol function because often they deal with more of the tactical like us, we deal with the communication side of it. We deal with it all day long, every day that we come into work. That's kind of what we do. And they truly do um, do a really good job at, at just doing that. And, and that goes a long way. We do get a lot of uh, appreciation from patrol, from the patrol level to up the chain of uh, the great job that we do on a daily basis. I, I, it's weird to have you guys here because I don't like any of you because you put us through scenarios at the end <laughs> that I thought were very challenging. But I recognize that that was intentional and, and it served a purpose. Lorenzo, I, I mentioned earlier, I watched you in front of the class. You seem very comfortable leading, teaching, instructing. Uh, but I also recognize that you have that gift of gab, but more importantly, the gift of active listening. How important is that in what you and your team do? It's the dominant factor in helping us to save lives, improve lives, change the course of a call. Uh, it, it, it does everything for us. And we take that skill of active listening and we employ that in such a way that we're trying to make people feel heard, respected, listened to, to verbally and psychologically de-escalate that situation. So the crisis intervention team, and please let me know if I'm correct in, in what your squad does, there might be things that occur that they may or may not rise to the level of a crime. But as somebody in need of assistance, you and your squad roll out there and you're able to provide a very calming safe environment to begin to work through the process. I recognize everyone listening does not work for the police department. So for the general community, can you talk a little bit about what your squad does? What is your goal every day when you hit the street? So our mission essentially is to provide effective skills, whether it be communication, whether it be just any type of contact with the individuals we go out on. And some of those can be psychological based issues, uh, acute crisis, and to the point of even criminal-based crisis. You know, you may have a barricaded subject on a very low level that you don't need a SWAT team out on, that we come to offer our skills and try and take that pressure off of patrol because it's something that we do all the time. And I think that when you come with a passion to it like we do, it makes it a lot easier for us to go, hey, I will take that off your hands. You go do the stuff that you're good at and let us take this, which not a lot of officers like to be on that microphone and speaking to people and sometimes not getting any response at times because we do a lot of that as well. No, please be honest on this one. Show your cards a little bit. Uh, clearly, when I watched you instructing, you have done a lot of research outside your on-the-job training. This is either a passion or something you studied in school. The level and depth of knowledge that, actually, candidly, both you and Erica have, but the level and depth of knowledge that you brought forward is is not simply on-the-job trained. Can you talk a little bit about how you, you developed that depth? Well, I, 
I will say that I, I was lucky enough to be able to get a bachelor's in psychology. Uh, I have a master's degree in educational administration. And then I'm also following my partner's lead. Uh, I, I'm slowly but surely working through a, a master's in, in clinical uh, mental health as well. In addition to that, I'm, I'm a voracious reader. I, I love to read about social influence and psychology and, and how we can help people and use different tactics to engage and then bring down a situation so that we can help people in those worst days of their lives. And then in addition, I'm lucky enough to work with people who are supportive, who are willing to have discussions that are real. And then I have a great partner. We sit in the car and we talk theory all the time and we debrief calls and what worked, what didn't, how we might have done better on those calls to help people. Only people who are actually a voracious reader know the term voracious reader. (laughs) When you said it in the class, it humbled me because I used to be. And so you inspired me. I've been reading a lot since the class. Um, So let's talk about your partner. So uh, everyone sees on TV the relationship between partners hours at a time together in a car. But you and Erica have very unique and similar skill sets. Erica, I I have not worked around you, but I I thought the department even did a video once on the level that you were attaining to get um, your your education, your skill set. Can you talk about uh, all the initials that will soon be behind <laughs> your name? Because you are extremely talented and educated in this field. This seems like the perfect coupling, the two of you doing this job. Can you talk about your degree and what you're working towards? Um, sure. So uh, the video, yeah, the Beyond the Badge video, um, um, on my off days, I provide mental health counseling. Um, so I am a, a licensed associate therapist um, through the state of Arizona. Um, so that's one set of initials. Um, but I'm a holistic cognitive behavioral therapist. So that's another set of initials. Um, and then I am moving forward and getting my uh, clinical PhD. And if you don't mind me asking, what's driving that? Is that just, to use your term, a voracious appetite for <laughs> for learning? Uh, because a lot of folks say, hey, you know what? I only need a bachelor's to promote. But you're saying, no, I want to go on and attain this. What's your driving? What's your why? Um, the why is, you know, it started as a young kid, like being that person that's always like listening to other people's problems, dilemmas. And then when I joined the police department, um, still my partner and I at that time, we would be in someone's house on a domestic on their couch giving marital counseling. Like we're not arresting anybody like and then moving forward, school resource officer, I did more of counseling than anything else. Um, And so then pushing forward into um getting my master's at that time and then finally getting onto CIT. And then now we're dealing with the public on a regular and seeing how broken our mental health system is. And that's my drive to want to change that. And people tend to only listen to you when you have a lot of letters behind your name. Now, for most people, when they meet you, it's at work. They see your outer vest carrier says police. They may look at you as, well, she's a police officer, a police detective. Once they find, once they talk to you and you listen and you're able to navigate, are they then, do you find that they really drop their guard when they realize, hey, she genuinely cares about me and is helping me on a path to, to get better? Yeah, a majority do, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, kind of an ambush question. 
Lorenzo and Erica, you ride together in the same vehicle. You both have similar passions about helping people and how to help people. Does it make it feel like work, or are there times that you think, I just completely disagree with how you handled that because I've taken this class? How does that work together as partners? Um, We tend to just debrief a lot of things. Like Sometimes we'll agree to disagree on certain things, but a lot of times we understand each other's side um, and go with that. Sometimes we'll try both tactics and apply and see which one works. Lorenzo, what do you, do you do prefer to ride alone? I, or you... I would. Oh, no. This, <laughs> this, this is the best partnership I've had. And uh, it's great to have somebody that you can have those adult discussions with because so many officers, they get at an impasse and then they're mad at each other or mm-hmm. they're not going to ride for a week or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And, and we can have those discussions and have differences in opinion about how a situation may have you know played out had we done something differently. But we're always willing to to look at the situation and try something different the next time. One of the things that I really want to key in on is you both believe in higher education, and, um, and and that's such a great message. So if anyone's considering a career and is looking at the Phoenix Police Department, please check out phoenix.gov slash employment or Phoenix Hires, or you can call 602-262-6925. The city of Phoenix is a great employer and helps with educational benefits. Ernesto, when you leave police work, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be best remembered for? That I made a uh, difference um, to this latest degree of just being able to help those and mentoring younger officers to continue this great unit that we have. Um, I really do believe that there is a lot of uh, good things to follow. And I think that we're setting a good foundation for years to come because eventually these guys, we all will move on. But the new generation or new officers would be hopefully as passionate and helpful to us as patrol. Agreed. Lorenzo, your legacy. I would say it would be to make sure that that people know that there are people on police departments, a great number actually, that have the ability and the talent to help people through something without it turning into a confrontation. And soon to be Dr. Erica, I'm going to have you back because we have a whole show we want to do on you. Uh, and we ran out of time. We want to thank the listening audience. We want to thank Bonneville. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.